0: So, first question: If you had free reign to create any coaster type with any theme, what would it be?
1: Oh, that is a really good question.
2: I mean, I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah, well, well, you know,
0: I'm excited to see where this goes. So,
1: of course, there's you know so many fantastic different coasters out there, but there's a certain type of ride that I really enjoy the most, and I'm going straight in with it, and that's a B&M hypercoaster. Like, I, I love a good B&M hyper. Fair enough. And I, in terms of the the elements on there, I mean, there's some great hypers out there. Shambhala, you know, straight in there with a the mention
2: for
1: it. I, I love <laughs> how how long was that? Ten seconds? It. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, straight in there. Why not? But, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's not just the, the ride and the elements. It's that overall feel of the area and the interaction. So if I was going to design one, I'd like to try and sort of Um, put a lot of bigger theming elements around it. I mean, look at the the Wicker Man statue, Mm. for example. Uh, Imagine more things like that around a a hyper coaster with maybe like, you know, 50, 60 foot tall theming structures Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know, a lot more interaction. I mean, that's kind of what, that's what I like with things. And when I'm building things in Planet Coaster, you know, I like theming it so much and putting so much around it that there's there's so much going on to look at. Maybe a bit too much sometimes, but... Um, never
0: never too much <laughs> yeah so, yeah it'd
1: be a it'd be a B and m hyper coaster with a lot of heavy theming near misses and um like a helix over water and all f- effects going off and fire have you got and... a
2: specific theme in mind
1: um you know what like i'd like maybe like a jungle theme like some Ooh. sort of big um like temples um, yeah that sort of idea That's like cool. rope like bridges like a couple of like land rovers and stuff sort of thrown in at the side yeah um you know that, that sort of idea because i can't really think of a a hyper what's got a heavy jungle theme out there anyway not at first thinking about it
0: yeah
1: um but yeah that's, that's probably what, what i go for I'm my dream coaster
2: yeah <laughs> it's a bit different we've had quite yeah. a few different uh
0: people tend to go for really different themes which is interesting Mm. yeah it's you know there's there's a lot of stuff what's being done out there
1: as well, so it's mm. kind of thinking about that coaster type and and what's not been done with that theme yeah. before um you know so yeah that's, that's kind of like with these parks i like it when they try different things you know it's like going back to shambhala again you know it's got like this snowy sort of feel hasn't mm. it whereas you're in the in middle areas. of spain you know yeah, yeah. like you're walking around spain and uh <laughs> you, you know it's burning down all, all the, the <laughs> sunshine but you've got this snowy theme it's like um you know going to blizzard beach at walt mm. disney world you know it's this snow themed water park but you're in the middle of Florida, you know. Yeah. I, I love when parks try something a bit different, theme wise, yeah. and instead of just going with the the standard sort of stuff. And 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 that's the good thing with with Alton Town is, you know. They try a lot of definitely. a lot of different themes mm-hmm. with with things up there as well, which I, I really appreciate. I like it when parks do try something to be different. I no, really I,
2: do. I definitely agree. You know, you can. There's only so many times you can appreciate a Western theme, you know, all of these themes that every single park has. It, it's yeah, nice I, to...
1: I, I love Wild West, don't get me wrong, but not every theme park needs to have a Wild no. West yeah. area, you <laughs> know, it, it's nice to have a bit of variety, vary things up a little bit. Uh, no, that's the thing. But yeah, that, that's what I go for with that one.
0: Nice.
2: There you go. You're you're a popular man, but <laughs> for those, for those of, who are listening who don't quite know who you are, do you want to... Uh, Tell us a bit about yourself, you know, what you do, who you are. Yeah,
1: of course. So, yes, I'm Sean Sandbrook, so I'm most famous for running Theme Park Worldwide, um, a YouTube channel that I set up in 2012. What a lot of people don't know is that I was actually doing YouTube before that um, since 2008, mostly doing Alton Towers videos. I mean, it was kind of like... All put together, you know, in like Windows Movie Maker and Mm, stuff. Um, You know, going to Alton Towers, all like your your green and yellow sort of titles and everything. Very, very, you know, sort of starting off, you know, as a beginner with it. Um, Going to Alton Towers. And and that's where my love from theme parks came from. Without Alton Towers, theme park worldwide wouldn't exist. You know, Mm. that's where it all started for me um so as sandbrook productions continued to grow grow at the time um i thought it's great but back then you couldn't actually change your name on youtube
2: oh, and i right, wanted okay. to, to change
1: it <laughs> obviously now you can edit yeah, it as much yeah. as you want um but then you, you physically couldn't you had to have a new account so that's what you did yeah i was on about five thousand subscribers at the time which then i thought that is absolutely crazy who it would have ever thought that yeah. you know and it still is if there's channels out there listening if you get to a milestone like that It's amazing. It really is. And it was a risk because I had to start from zero again. So uh, it was a risk that paid off. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm so glad that I did it. But back then, it it was one of them things. So anyway, the channel continued to grow. Um, It wasn't even initially filming vlogs and stuff. You know, it was kind of some off-ride videos. Mm -hmm. And I trialled a lot of different stuff when I first started. Uh, But I watched a lot of Disney vloggers um, and and loved Disney vlogs. So I thought hang on a minute, why don't I sort of start doing vlogs at Alton Towers and yeah. Thorpe Park and Blackpool and, and try and pull it all together? Because there wasn't really such a thing. No-one was no. filming full vlogs from the parks, in yeah. the UK especially. So I thought, let's go for it, you know, and, and it all started from there, sort of the winter of, um, like, 2012, Disneyland Paris with my mum, uh, did a vlog there, or a vlog as I was calling it back then, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> So film filmed the Vlog, uh on Paris. And then this uh they soon started to take off, you know, and, and since then we've tried all sorts of different stuff. Um carried on with some of the classic stuff, but tried new things such as baking, like the other day, <laughs> baking uh cookies, <laughs> which didn't turn out as well as it probably could have done but yeah we did uh, have
0: a watch know. of that video <laughs> yeah I hope, I
1: hope you had a good laugh it was hilarious yep. loved you know, it and, and i may as well sort of t- touch on this now but you know with, with theme park worldwide it's about having a laugh it's about not being too serious you know uh and too factual it's more about going out there having a bit of a laugh putting a few facts and things in there but it's more about for the for the non enthusiasts, really the people that are searching to go to these parks mm. just to see what they're like you know this is um, it um
2: We've watched, I've watched uh, some of your vlogs in the past just to kind of get a feel for new theme parks that we're planning on going to. That's
1: what it's about, you know, and with CoasterBot and what you do, you know, you you do a fantastic job with the facts and the statistics behind the rides and stuff, which is is brilliant, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and and, and I love that, and a lot of people do, and with Theme Park Worldwide, it's very different, you know, the the way that we we run our channels, you know, which I think is great to have, that variety. You Definitely. know, you're always going to get people who try to sort of copy what you do and, and stuff, you know, and it's nice to have different channels that, that try different things, but, mm. um, you know, like, yeah, it's all about trying new stuff and having a laugh, and I like to that people can put a vlog on whether it's 40 minutes or an hour and be immersed in that theme park and yes Mm -hmm. they'll get a few facts along the way but it's more about seeing the paths and the facilities and just the general layout of the park like Mm -hmm. i'm quite big on entertainment i know Mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't really that interested in watching shows and stuff you know but for me part of going to a theme park is is that overall package mm. really and, and and the entertainment side to it so that's kind of me really you know I, i'm not I, I like to say i'm not a roller coaster enthusiast You're i'm a theme park, park enthusiast. enthusiast yeah <laughs> uh, i heard that think, one
2: before <laughs> you know
1: and i think there is a, a, a difference people yeah. might say oh it's the same sort of thing i don't think it is no, like no. i think there's a big difference you can be a theme park enthusiast and enjoy all aspects of a park or you can be a roller coaster enthusiast and go and just ride the coasters. Either mm. way, there's no right or wrong way. People enjoy what they want to. And, you know, it's like people who argue over coasters and favourites and stuff. You know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of friendly banter about your favourite rides. <laughs> but when people start falling out over rides, that's where it starts getting a bit silly in my eyes. Yeah. Just get out there, support the parks, and most importantly, meet people and enjoy yourself. That's Definitely. what it's all about.
2: It is. It is. I think uh, as time has gone on, the, uh, the sense of community regarding theme park enthusiasts has increased i don't know what whether you share the same perspective maybe that's just me kind of emerging myself what immersing myself more in the community as well but i feel like it's gotten a bit stronger recently
1: yeah, definitely. I think with with you know everything what happens in the world and things it, it pulls people together, you know, with with what's going on and with theme parks in general, um when when people go to different places, it pulls people together sharing stories of local parks that they have, you know, like we've got a lot of friends, you know, over in the states, like Taylor for example from Costa Studios, mm, you know, yeah. he, stays in contact with us about his parks we keep him updated on our part and, and that sort of thing it, it, everybody pulls together but uh, yeah it's really nice especially sort of throughout 2019 i noticed a lot of people now pulling together supporting each other and i think that's great. and, and it's like a lot of people say you know that they're starting youtube channels with theme parks good luck to them i hope that the you know they're very successful keep trying your content and keep doing things a bit different and that's when you'll get people watching your videos in my yeah. opinion
2: i got to say, talking of that, you know, one of the reasons that uh, there was a few different reasons that I started CoasterBot, right? Like, I was always watching people's videos and I was always editing videos. I loved editing videos mm. and I still do to this day. But it, on the lead up to CoasterBot, I just was obsessed with your vlogs. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. honestly, <laughs> just, I, I, I don't know, I just put them on. Even though I was doing something else, it'd always be on. Yeah. You know, yeah, new I think vlog. That's
1: the thing. People put them on in the background. You don't necessarily yeah. need to just watch the whole thing. I don't expect people to sit there for an hour watching it, but they can put it on in the background and, and enjoy it, you know, whilst they're yeah. doing something else. Yeah. Um, that's the thing.
2: So, I, you know, I saw you go to these parks and, and kind of talk about more of the atmosphere, uh, more what the rides feel like. I thought, you know, I'm going to talk about the rides, but I'm a man of you know, hard statistics and, and science. So I'm gonna just <laughs> yeah. talk about all of the facts. You know, none of Basically, this
1: you're a lot cleverer than I am, so well... Well, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it's like uh, the the clever version of, of going to theme parks. You know? Well
2: well
0: You still can't remember any of the oh, facts. I make so... a video yeah.
2: and I watch it two months down the line. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I, I might as well not have made this video, you know. This is like someone but else.
1: That's why, you know, with everything we do, you got we've got a shout out to like RCDB, the oh, yeah. database. I mean, they're our saviour. I don't know what any of us would do without that site, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they're fantastic at what they do. And the fact it's one guy that runs I it, I actually met him last year. Oh, really? Uh, the, yeah, the guy who, who who runs it, I met him at IAPA. And, you know, really friendly guy. And, and he's a bit like yourself, you know, he loves all the data and input in it <laughs> and apps and stuff, um, you know. Fascinating guy, but yeah, yeah. he keeps us uh, keeps us going.
2: He does. Yeah, you're right. We would be totally lost the <laughs>
1: arse.
2: I'm sure if it didn't exist, someone would have made something, though. You know, well, yeah. By, well, by there's a,
1: yeah. there's a European water rides database out there now, oh, really? which is quite cool. Yeah, I wow. don't know who runs it, but that's a, yeah. another good site to, to check out.
0: Um, let's talk a bit about how you got into coasters. I think probably a few people know this story already, and you
2: briefly touched upon it. Yeah.
0: But so, how did yeah. you get into it all? So.
1: It started, again, through Alton Towers, but mostly my parents. I mean, they're the ones that got me into it. Ever since I was a kid, my mum was working at Alton Towers, which meant that she got free tickets to go. So every weekend, um, they would take me to Alton Towers, you know, and and my family didn't have much money at the time. It was, you know, times were tough and it was a matter of, you know, we'll go to Alton Towers and every weekend I'd, I'd be there. I mean, back when I was three, four years old... We were going every Saturday and Sunday to Walton Towers, and I loved it. And that's kind of what got me into the whole starting to go on these roller coasters and try different things. But don't get me wrong; when I first went on some of these coasters, I was scared. Like I was thinking, "Blimey, you know what? What's uh, what, what am I letting myself in for mm. at this point?" Uh, I remember queuing up to go on the Corkscrew with my dad, and thinking, "You know, I was I was terrified looking at it." <laughs> but then I think once I'd conquered it and done it it just gave me the urge to go and try more. And I remember going down to Chessington then, like in the sort of late 90s and and going on, on Vampire. And Rattlesnake was one that really got to me at the time you know I found that really thrilling I mean I look back at it now and think it's just a wild mouse but that that then, painful you know I didn't know about manufacturers if you don't when you were a kid
2: so your parents were into theme parks yeah so
1: my dad liked going on the roller coasters my mum was never really into them that much Um, but my dad was was perfectly fine going on the ride so he's the one that took me on them um he you know he still goes on them now there's quite a few rides that he won't try he's not a fan of launch coasters oh, really? like i remember taking him on rita on its opening day in 2005 and <laughs> uh, he absolutely hated it like the launch he, you know he was not a fan and back, back at that point i'd not really done much in terms of launches either not it was yeah. only you know disneyland paris was with, with space mountain and stuff and a couple of other bits so it was a different experience i mean now there's so many other launch coasters mm-hmm. but you know, I remember. Um, I remember taking him on recently. Didn't like it. Uh, but yeah, my mum's never been a big fan of of rides. Uh, I took her on the Phantom Phantom Manor, a uh, big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland Paris. Um, you know, and she wasn't a, a big fan of that. She wasn't a fan of Phantom Manor either. But uh, you know, <laughs> she gets a bit scared. And things. But, oh, okay. Uh, you know, she's always been supportive, and you know, she she likes going to theme parks, but she's more stand and hold the bags or go on the dark <laughs> nah. rides. Than they uh, riding the most extreme roller coasters, but yeah, honestly, without my parents, then theme park worldwide wouldn't exist, and I'd be a completely different person. I wouldn't have met all the people that I have, and wouldn't have met Charlotte either. You know, I met everybody through theme parks. So yeah. it's You know, it's my parents to to thank for that. Mm-hmm. It's
2: a similar th- thing with me in terms of as a kid going to parks. You know, we had a uh, season passes to, um, Drayton Manor, so yes. we'd be there every weekend as well, even if it was just for a few hours going on the uh, pirate ship or the old pirate ship loved yes, the, the rapids. It,
1: oh, there's, there's some great stuff at Drayton Manor. Yeah. It makes you realize how much stuff isn't there now, which yeah, is a shame yeah. really. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was a great park and yeah, it uh, still is a nice uh, park. Yeah. Now.
2: It, it's it still has a really nice vibe. Um, it just yeah, needs some love.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does need some love, and there's a lot of passionate people that work oh, there. I, you know, there's some. I've got a lot of friends that work there, and you know, there's some really passionate people. I just think that they're just not getting the backing from yeah. high up at the moment, mm. and hopefully, they'll be able to pull through and and pull something out there in the next couple of years. I really hope so.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: Um, so I don't know if you said but you mentioned Corkscrew, but what was the official first roller coaster that you ever went on?
2: If you could, if you know that. Yeah, if you do
0: know.
1: In terms of the first actual roller coaster i went on in terms of any coaster i'm i don't know i wish i did know mm. but the first roller coaster that went upside down was the corkscrew mm-hmm. yeah. that i went on uh, in terms of my first actual ever coaster it was probably like the beastie at uh, alton towers yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess i'd say it was the beastie um which was their little little pinfari coaster and um, but yeah again i wish i knew that but i, I don't unfortunately it was a it You know, it, it, I would say it was the Beastie, but it's not 100% for that. But first uh, first coaster with inversions was the corkscrew, I, and I miss it so much. I used to love the corkscrew.
2: Really? You miss that?
1: Yeah, I was a big fan. I mean, I'd take it over 13 any day.
2: Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It, you know, it's nostalgia for me. Ugland, like, it was incredible. Like, I I don't know if you remember much of Ugland, but it was amazing, that area. Back, back before Rita came in, you know, uh, mm. it was it was great from what nineteen ninety nine, uh, through to like two thousand and four. That it was brilliant years for that yeah. area. It's just it wasn't, a shame we didn't it wasn't last old that long. Mm. It just
2: wasn't old enough, so yeah, got, caught it's... the end of our gland. Yeah, did get on Corkscrew. Um,
1: at, at least you got to ride it.
2: Yeah, but no, I'm, people people who know me will know that. Um, I think nostalgia is a little bit overrated. Yeah, <laughs> just to <laughs> be You're just so to be blunt,
0: sorry. Right,
2: like. <laughs> I always favour things oh. that are technically better oh, than God. you know, um, say old rides that you have. I d- I do have nostalgia to some rides, right?
0: Wow. Yeah.
2: But <laughs> what sort of rides? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which we- choose a ride
2: that um, you have nostalgia oh, for? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On one. On the
0: spot now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. You don't, <laughs> don't even have, have one. Any. You're
0: lying. I'm trying <laughs> to think.
2: If 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 a park ripped out a ride, it depends how long, how. Okay. Long if ago, they took
0: out the Smiler,
2: I would be sad. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: That's your, like, nostalgic yeah, ride.
2: but it's not even that old.
0: I know, but that was, like, your first favourite ride. Yeah, I guess.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some rides, but You're I like 13. I think 13 is great.
1: Say, like, some of the Blackpool wooden coasters and stuff like that, you know, maybe you, you wouldn't be as, as keen on, maybe, saving.
2: Yeah, but then I, I can see it from the point of I'd be upset that they're no longer there because they're such rare rides. Because
0: they're, like, iconic. Well, yeah. because
2: there aren't many around. Yeah. And I feel like it's nice to know what the old rides used to be like. Mm. So from that point of view, sure. I'm not upset with, if, if there were countless old wooden coasters, I wouldn't be upset with them going. Right. Yeah. I, the
1: only... question is, did, did he cry when Wild Mouse was ripped out like I did? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I was close. Yeah. Wild Mouse is, is, that is another ride that I will give fair credit for because it was great. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was i was speaking about was this the other day like actually it. no you know, well it was it was there isn't like anything that like that, it right? is there
1: no like it, it was a fantastic coaster and i will always look back on the photos and stuff that i've got of me on that because it, it was it was a great ride and I, I miss it so much i really do
0: so this is the big question that everybody wants to know about everybody else um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what is your favorite ride
1: my favorite ride <laughs> ever <laughs> In the what, are we just ever saying number one? Or
2: we'll, we'll go ride, ride and then we'll go roller coaster,
1: yeah. Okay, so my favorite ever ride, of course, there's any one contender it's Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I knew you were gonna say, that. <laughs> there you go, Rise of the Resistance. And this is coming from someone that doesn't really like Star Wars, you don't need to to like that ride. Like, I was blown away, I was speechless when mm. I came off that ride for the first time in, in, in January over in California. You know, I was blown away. I thought it was absolutely incredible. Everything from the the ride system to the special effects to the theming, the queue line, you know, everything. I mean... So, yeah, like the question is, like, with that ride, is where does the experience start? I mean, you know, you've got this full package with pre-shows um, into the first part of the ride, then you come off that again and into the main ride section itself. Yeah, you know, the full package of that is, like, 20, 25 minutes, you know. So th- mm. there's yeah. so much going on with it. So, yeah, Rise of the Resistance is my favourite ever ride. In terms of roller coaster, Steel Vengeance is still right up mm. there at the top for me. Uh, I think that the overall package of that is brilliant. The look of it, how it rides, um, the elements on there—it's crazy. Like my favorite parts of that coaster yeah. are, are, just, are on, towards the end of the ride, actually, where you're going back through the structure, low to the ground, and you've got so many great head choppers as you're making your way back through the structure and dipping down. Then you've got them—I think it's like five little airtime hills you've got into the brake run. Yeah. Like it, by that point, you feel like you've been beaten up going around this ride. You know, it's crazy, <laughs> uh, and you go into the brake run, but yeah, it's Steel Vengeance right up there as number one for me by by quite a quite a way, actually. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be knocked off for a while. As much as Iengwazi is looking really good, I don't think it's going to have the edge on Steel Vengeance for me. But we'll see. You don't know until you've been on it.
2: No, this is true. It doesn't seem to be as long. What it does seem to be, the pacing of it, looks it looks crazy it does, fast. It reminds me more through. of
1: Zardra, to be honest, at Energy Landia. Yes. I'm getting them kind of vibes with it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but yeah, like you say, the pacing through some of them elements is, is crazy, but what <laughs> makes Steel Vengeance for me is going back through the structure and and that's yeah. not something that you really have with iNgwazi. So, you know, let let's see what it's like when when it opens, but uh yeah, I'm looking forward to experiencing it hopefully later this year and we'll see what it's like in comparison.
2: What about your second favorite coaster? Because you said there's miles between those two. I'm just interested to know which so, one's second.
1: For me, my co- my top coasters has changed so much. They really do, but uh, yeah, they, I think yeah, they do for everyone really. I, don't the they? Voyage at Holiday World is is number 2 oh, okay. for me at the moment. So that might be different in 5 yeah. minutes, but you know, it's like it changes so much. <laughs> but yeah, the the Voyage, I really enjoyed that. Like I thought that was incredible. Like the airtime, the pacing, just the, the look of it you've got to, for me like the overall package of a ride is important uh and, and like the mm-hmm. look of, of that all going into the forest and stuff um uh, is incredible so yeah i'd say that's at number number two for me
2: so neither of those rides are really kind of heavily themed but are you a guy who kind of can appreciate a theme but you just want a ride to look nice
1: yeah it's more about how the ride obviously however as long as it looks well presented like mm-hmm. you know some of these six flags parks you know, you see these beautiful B&M coasters and they're just chucked on car parks yeah. and stuff, you know. <laughs> so like, I can't have a love for that ride, if you know what I mean, as much as no. how good the ride is. It puts me off. The good mm-hmm. thing with Steel Vengeance and stuff, like, yes, it's got some light theming around it, but it's just well presented, you know. Like, yeah. it's got a nice station. The, the queue line goes all through the structure. Great views of, of the first drop um you know and, and yeah steel venues has, has got a bit more theming going for it than the voyage has but again the, the voyage goes all through f- the forest you know um so that that makes it going all through the forest but yeah i'd certainly prefer rides with with more theming but both of those coasters are that good and, yeah. and i enjoy them that much that i can let them off a little bit for not having uh fully immersive theme in there we go i got immersive in i was waiting uh, you got it in to say you just it. Need rock work now you, well, I <laughs> thought, you know, I thought, uh, i'm not going to try and say immersive too much i like, said i said it twice now i'm trying to limit myself you
2: know <laughs> i'll uh, i'll give you an opportunity for rock work here what's your favorite roller coaster or favorite heavily themed roller coaster
1: <laughs> it's it's got to be Taron, hasn't it? There you go. Like, you know, Taron has got plenty of rock work, like it, the, the way it's been done. But I, I talk about the rocks with that area, but it's the buildings, it's the different yeah. elevations. Totally like, totally agree. Like you walk in from on that path that leads from by Chiapas, mm. um, like the the top level path, and yeah. you sort of you walk into the area. You think you're on ground level, but then yeah. you go down them steps and you walk into it, into into Klugheim. You know, it's mm. it's stunning. Like there's nothing else like it, and Uh, fly looks like it's going to be Mm. a really nice addition to the park i'm hoping that's done as well as klugheim um but we'll see what happens you know that it looks interesting but in terms of a a themed ride Taron is the ultimate themed coaster isn't it like it's amazing Mm. that thing like they did a, a brilliant job. It took years to build, but it was
2: worth yeah, it. Yeah, all of them take years to build, don't they, at Phantasy Land. That's they do, their, <laughs> yeah. That's their key selling point, I think.
1: <laughs> it is, but it, it's more than worth it, isn't it? And when they're mm. putting rides out like that every few years, then yeah. I'd rather wait for it. The them, only thing
2: know? I hope Fly has that uh, Taron doesn't is more of a an actual storyline built into it.
1: Yeah, I mean it was set up to have a, a good pre-show and stuff, wasn't it? Like it, it could be fantastic if Taron exactly. had more of a, a backstory, but Definitely. no, nobody really knows the story behind Taron. But in a way, I think that kind of adds to the mystery of it. With Taron. I kind of quite like that. You know, it's a bit mysterious. Like yeah. nobody knows why we got this creature with horns going around all these buildings, you know, uh, it's a bit more mysterious. But yeah, with Fly, I do hope there is. And mm. I, I think there will be from what they've released it, so far. Yeah,
2: it does seem like the layout is perfect. And with the trains, the yeah. way that they wrote, can, well, hopefully can rotate, um, it is completely set up for yeah. a pre-show, a even a on the ride. it'd be if
0: they didn't utilise that. Oh, exactly.
1: definitely. The, the ride system looks brilliant, what Vekoma mm. are putting out there. Yes. And I'm hoping that we see more of them just from what oh, we've seen yeah. of Fly. Um you know, there's some interesting parts of the theming with, with it. I mean, it's a bit steampunky, isn't it, Fly, with mm. what they're going for? Yeah. Uh, like mechanical, factory-style theming. I'm not too keen on the front of the hotel. I'm oh, not sure if God. you've seen that. It's <laughs> awful. Um, like the, the front awful. of the hotel doesn't look great. No. So I'm hoping that isn't the finished product and hopefully the rest of the area isn't going to look just like that because that's mm. not my sort of idea of a nice atmosphere, you know. When yeah. you look at the like the Africa area with Black Mamba yeah. and everything, you know. Um, but we'll see what happens. See what happens with that one. Look forward to it whenever it may yeah. open. I feel
2: like the steampunk theme is quite a unique one, though. There's not many areas or parks I can recall that have that
1: mm. Yeah, of... I mean, like the closest sort of thing. I mean, like Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris is kind of going yeah. down that route with the big airship and, and everything. But, it, you know, this is more like like factory style isn't it yeah, so it's yeah. you know, it, it is a different theme and fair play to Fantasyland; land they know what they're doing like they do i look forward to, to seeing it and when it opens within the next 10 years probably knowing them <laughs> um, more <laughs> well, theme keep uh, coming in like you
2: know <laughs> i'd be surprised if it didn't open this year but yeah, we'll see. I, I think
1: it will be fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely
2: and finally f- the final part of the the quest the, po- the favorite question. yeah yeah <laughs> okay favorite theme park
1: Oh, right. Now,
2: this is another
1: one that I really, <laughs> really struggle on. The key word to this is theme. So I'm going to yep. go for it. Tokyo Disney Sea is the, yeah. Knew that one was coming. the ultimate because of the theming. Now, that park does have a few issues in terms of, you know, it does lack a standout coaster, that park. It, it needs mm-hmm. one, like a standout coaster. But in terms of a theme park, it's amazing. It's been immersed the cast members how friendly they are the fact of course it's a disney park but it's not like a disney park you know Mm -hmm. like you you stand in some of them areas like take the the american waterfront for example you stand there and you do not feel at all like you're in a disney park Mm. Um, and you're looking over towards this giant like cruise ship this big steam liner and the sight lines are that good that you've actually got the real sea behind it you know like the park (laughs) is built like in in like a uh, like a bay area you know all on, like reclaimed mm. land so you've got this this big cruise liner and then behind it you've got the actual ocean which which makes it for me um, it's got so many unique attractions in that park as well um, like the, the own unique version of Tower, Tower of Terror yeah, uh, which is amazing Journey to the Centre of the Earth uh, mm. which is a stunning dark ride I mean there's nothing quite like that out there um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea again that's Really unique, and just the the overall feel of that park is stunning. And and anybody listening to this, if you can get out there to Japan and go and see that at some point in the future, I would definitely recommend it. It's not just for the park, but it's it the like the country itself. Like J- Japan mm. is an amazing place. Like. Some of the friendliest people I've ever met in Japan. It, it was lovely. The hospitality uh, and everything was great. And do you know another reason why it's my favorite theme park? So you go into the toilets right, and you wash oh, yeah. your hands, you expect normal soap to come out, don't you? Not at Tokyo Disney Sea. so it actually comes out in the shape of Mickey Mouse. Like you know, How amazing no is way. that? Yeah you press a button and you put your hands out and the soap comes out in the shape of Mickey. like how amazing is that? You know, wow. <laughs> that's what that's what tips <laughs> over the edge for me. Yeah. So a little random story for you. If you ever go to Disney DisneySea, go to the toilet, wash your hands and that's it. You'll get some uh, some Mickey shaped <laughs> soap. But you know, overall, what a park. The overall package of it uh, is incredible. But uh, there's some close contenders for me for my favourite park. I love Europa Park in Germany. Yep. Uh, that's probably in there at number two um, for me. I think that's a really, really nice park. Definitely. Um, again it's got so much going for it what 14 coasters all the dark rides and Mm -hmm. constant investment as well which is key they're always Mm. putting something in which a lot of parks could learn from what Europa Park have done in the past five years like their Mm. expansion rate has been incredible it really the only
2: thing I don't like about Europa Park um is the advertising
1: yeah so sort of like the posters and stuff in the park do you mean by that well
2: the fact that the rides are sponsored
1: yeah yeah that's
2: and, uh, one of the big oh i blue fire was a massive letdown for me what made it 10 times worse was the fact that it was blue fire powered by gazprom
1: yeah i, can <laughs> I completely that. understand that but luckily if you go next time it's not powered by gazprom now it's uh it's had a new sponsorship for this year it's, it's
2: yeah but it's um, Nord Stream 2 yeah
1: it looks even which worse, is a company
2: a subsidiary of uh gazprom
1: is it yeah oh, okay <laughs> i didn't know that
2: yeah
1: the the logo does not look great does it no like that green and blue color you know i'm not keen on that yeah um, i just
2: i feel like do europa park really need that yeah that's, do they, they need the money
1: they, they don't i think with them they've, they've always liked sponsorship and that sort of thing haven't they? they've always been big on mm. on things like that like they've got their their own like the arena of football where they do all the sponsorship yeah. in there and stuff so it's one of them, isn't it? I'm not too keen on that either. I'd, I'd agree 100%. I mean, they mm. could make their areas even more immersive by getting rid of, of that, definitely. Mm. Yeah,
2: But outside of that, it's, um, as you said, it's a fantastic park. Lots to see. Well, so much attractions there. So many yeah. things that they actually offer. Um, you know, a really complete experience.
1: It's got to have the most actual rides of any theme park in the world. I mean, I don't know that officially, but yeah. from thinking about it logically... It's gotta uh, be. Like they've got it is dense. Yeah, they've got yeah. so many smaller rides for the kids there. I mean, I mean, as well. You know, you've got all these big coasters, but you know, you've got a lot of rides for the kids. Like there's so much for everybody to do there. Um so again, I definitely recommend it for people who are who are looking to go out there you know don't sort of hesitate just get it booked go and see europa park It's. it's i
2: think we'll be heading to japan we, we really want to go to japan
1: yeah yeah so, you, you've got to do it i mean i want to go back we didn't yeah. do universal when we oh, went really? um so that would be on the on the cards and just seeing more of, of the country outside of the parks i mean yeah. you know a, a lot of people think oh we just do the theme parks not at all we love seeing the the local area and and, and all that sort mm. of stuff yeah, yeah, don't enjoy actually. trying the food, you know, unless there's any dry hot, <laughs> if there's some dry hot dogs, I'm fine. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, like, you know, I'm not very experimental with the food, but I should be really, but I'm not. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I love seeing the different cultures. I really do. Yeah.
2: yeah, you've been to a few places. I'm kind of surprised that you you don't dabble in uh, the different foods.
1: Yeah, I mean, people think sometimes, surely you're putting it on for the vlogs. Like, I'm really not. Like, with food... <laughs> I'm just not very experimental at all. Like, yeah. I'm really not. It's just, I never have been. I'm, I'm trying a bit more stuff now, but with foods, you know, I'm, I don't just put it on for the videos at all. Genuinely, you know, that is what I tend mm. to eat a lot of the time, mm. you know. And I know it's not healthy, <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things that I've got to just try and get over at some point. But for you now, love there'll, a few, be no, uh, there'll be no on. sauce going on my sausage for now.
0: To stay the <laughs> least. No.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Love, love a few bread breadcrumbs, though
1: definitely <laughs> definitely you know got to love some of those that that was a, a good day that was out in dubai when we went there and yeah did ferrari world that was a fantastic trip we, we did then with harry not this harry the other harry yeah that was a great trip dubai is another amazing place yeah a lot of people who said uh, have they actually got that much there to go and see theme park wise there's loads like mm. there's all sorts going on it might not be stand out for coasters and dark rides but overall there's a lot and you can get on the fastest coaster in the world at the end of the day mm-hmm. as well which is a you know something great to experience even though that isn't actually the best ride at that park flying aces oh, of course is in my opinion um yeah. but
2: everyone's different you've been me? to many theme parks around the world and I think this—I don't know if this is going to be an easy one for you to answer. Maybe yeah. it is. But do you have any bucket list theme parks or rides that you? Are
1: there any
0: left? <laughs>
1: Australia. There is. There is some left. Australia. You've just said it straight away. Australia is on the cards for at some point in the future. I don't know when that will be, uh, but it, it is definitely on the cards. No, again, not even just for the theme parks. no of course. It's, yeah. To see the the whole country and yeah. how that it works and all that down the Gold Coast. And I've got this, you know, like like our America road trip dream, you know, just having this Mm -hmm. car and just driving all the way down the side of Australia and taking it all in, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of theme parks, don't get me wrong, it looks like there's some great stuff out there. Uh, DC Rivals looks fantastic. I'd love to ride Mm -hmm. that. Um, But it's not so much about the parks, what draws me there. It's more the whole package of everything Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. seeing the coast and, sydney and everything like that so yeah australia is a big one uh in terms of europe there's still quite a few parks what i've not been to when people say sean i'm surprised that you've not been here you know so denmark is one of those i I I haven't Mm. really seen much of denmark i've been but not to all of it and and seen all their parks so uh that that's something on the cards for in the future and uh yeah you know there's just a few more parks out there to see in europe but i am running out gradually which you know is sad but it's it's mental (laughs) you can go go repeat parks you know and there's always new stuff there's parks i've not done for maybe five or six years that it's time i get back to so you know that that's something to, to look at over the next couple of years and revisiting some places trying to see some new stuff and that's how you keep the content fresh as well you know you've got to go and see new places and it may, it's great for me to go to new places and see it but it's also fantastic from a viewer's perspective you know mm. if you go and see something new and don't really study maps and the websites and stuff and just go with the flow like i'll always look at what coasters there is but with other things i like to keep it a bit of a surprise really until i'm there mm. um to, to see what else the park may have and that's how you find some little hidden gems with things you know we, we found some crazy stuff over the years like what you wouldn't expect in a park Just from strolling around and and taking it all in. Now we
0: have some questions that people have been sending in for you. Okay. First
2: one's a real a real great one. From a real great guy. Someone
0: you might know. Okay. Uh, This is from Alex Crump. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Can you describe Coasterbot in three words? In three words? (laughs) Clever. Informative
2: reliable oh, oh that's I nice i like that my like that. new motto go. that is the coast clever informative statements. reliable there you there go. go
0: yeah um, that, thank
2: you three words for coast about <laughs>
1: nice
0: okay then we have some merch related questions you're
2: a big guy on merch obviously the whole theme park um oh yeah i love a love bit of memorabilia the I world mean. of theme parks that's just blank then <laughs> How could I forget what it's called? <laughs>
1: You're supposed to be a big fan, Harry.
2: Like, that I am a big happen. fan. I, it's the pressure. I'm cracking under the pressure.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. So Thomas asks, how many mugs do you have? So I've got over
1: 300 mugs. Wow. Of wow. Various <laughs> different shapes and sizes. Um, yeah, like obviously for a long time, they were in the backdrop of the videos. They're not yeah. now as I've been making some changes. And there's more to come from all of that as we go later in the year. You know, a big surprise with... Memorabilia mm. and stuff uh, that's an exclusive for you actually i've not said that wow. yet on the channel. but yeah there is there is a reason things are changing with the backdrops and stuff, but more to be revealed in the future uh, but yeah all three hundred mugs um however, you don't always see them in the backdrop it 's actually all the way around that room you know it's just yeah. three hundred sixty full of mugs and various <laughs> other items but um yeah, like all different sizes, some big, some small, like some tankards, some are plastic, but I prefer a nice ceramic
2: mug, love them I do.
0: <laughs> um Dom says, how do you go about getting your unique theme park items?
2: Stuff like the bookworm. Yeah, you
0: know.
1: it's funny that you mentioned the bookworm. I've actually been doing some work rest- restoring that today, actually. Oh, um, really? That's a- another project that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, in terms of getting these items, obviously I spent seven years working at Alton Towers. Uh, and I'd say maybe seventy percent, you know, of the items that I've got of the the rarer things are from Alton Towers, yeah. and it, it and it was literally from working there. You know, you see things sort of chucked at the side, and and this was the case with the buttworm, It was chucked at the side, waiting to be destroyed, which was sad. Oh, wow. So of course Merlin operates Merlin Magic Wand, that of course you are familiar with. You know, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. you did your charity. Cycle for the magic one. Um, yeah, so you know you're familiar with them and what they do. Fantastic uh, team behind it and supporting yeah. uh, people with that. So you know it got to the stage where I was like, well, if I donate some money to charity, can I save this from going to scrap? And mm. and that's what I did with a lot of the stuff. The buttworm was like that. Some of my signage that I've got, like some of the old monorail signage and stuff. Uh, and it raised money for charity, and it meant that I could have them items and try and restore them and. Preserve them really and mm-hmm. um, with some of the other things uh years ago i used to buy a few bits from ebay um and, and looking about on there you know not so much anymore but um you know i used to some bits that i got from there like i got a colossus restraint from ebay oh, yeah. um years ago like don't even ask how that you how that ebay user got it <laughs> um but yeah you know i managed to get that so yeah it's kind of like a lot of parks now know that I like collecting stuff. So some of the parks that I'm really close to will save things. And when I go down, they'll they'll give them to me, you know, which is really kind of them for the collection. Uh, And of of course you've got parts like Drayton Manor that do the auctions. So Mm. my advice is for anybody who wants to try and get some more unique stuff, is just build up them contacts and, visiting the parks get to know people a bit more and you never know when an opportunity might come up to to get something it's I don't plan to get these things I never planned to get the bookworm it was Mm. you know it was there I I asked about it inquired and that's it a week later it was mine so Mm. yeah it's it's one of them but it's obviously harder if you're not working at a theme park but it's about keeping your eyes peeled and building up contacts and and stuff that way and people soon get to know that you like collecting stuff
0: definitely yeah um a couple of people have been talking about your trips
2: we have okay. two questions kind of yeah. similar uh coaster enthusiast exe says any tips for going on trips to parks for the lowest price possible
1: in terms of tips for going to the parks and saving money it's all about looking out for those deals like i spend hours and hours trying to find the cheapest stuff that i can do uh i'm one of them people that likes collecting coupons and all that mm. sort of stuff signing up for uh, these websites that, that gives you discounts like you know if you become a member of a website which costs you nothing you might save 50 pounds or get that mm. off your next booking and that sort of stuff don't get me wrong it takes a lot more time to get something booked. Yeah. however you can save an absolute fortune by doing that and uh, collecting air miles from certain um, airlines as well and building them up. There's actually websites and apps out there now where you can collect your air miles from various different airlines mm. to put them together, you know? So it, it's thinking of all stuff like that really, the, you know, and try and reduce your costs. But um, I'm always looking at like the, the low budget airlines and seeing what they've got. I've also found as well, different times of the day can actually fluctuate the price uh, it's like live pricing with some of these websites. Not so much theme parks, but for traveling to them. Yeah. Um, like your, your flights and even hotels and stuff. Like I try and book things like in the middle of the night because not as many people are on the, on the site. So it can be cheaper and, and, and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's just trial and error. So my advice is keep searching for stuff. Don't, you know, if you see something, don't book it straight away. Wait until a bit closer to your trip. I normally book hotels first and park tickets even though i've not got a flight yet you know and i'll, I'll do the flight sort of later on uh, which is a weird way of doing it but it can save you a lot of mm. money
2: you wouldn't have guessed that
1: no but i mean you know it depends on the different trips but most of the time we'll book hotels and stuff first and then wait until a few weeks before for the flights um you know that's why when people say oh what dates are you going here sean i don't actually know at first because i'm waiting for them flights to you know i'll I'll call up a hotel and say look we're coming for a week i'll you know get back to you with the date soon and you know trying to get a price that way instead of booking Mm. it on a website or whatever i'll contact the hotel first normally and and see what we can get top tips top tips So there you go you can save a lot of money you just got to have the time and the patience and don't book the first thing out there and i I try and stay away from package holidays as well okay um Mm. you know and it depends where you're going if you go to florida then a package holiday normally works out cheapest if you were just going to go to sweden or something like that for a few days i'd try and avoid booking a package and Mm. book it separately hotels flights and also, make sure you've got a good travel insurance as well uh, yes. that, that covers you for that. Because obviously, if you're doing separate things, you're not at all protected and it all goes down that route. So you've got to think about what you are booking and stuff. Don't just book anything. You know, you want to make sure you're doing the right things. And Expedia is great as well. Shout out to Expedia. They, they're great for, <laughs> for flight and hotel deals. And mm-hmm. you're at all protected through them as well. I'm like a salesperson for mm, Expedia. Yeah. Do you work it? for Expedia? Yeah. <laughs>
2: You've done it too many times.
1: I have too many times.
2: <laughs> Trace had a really good question, actually. Um, which of the parks you've visited offer the best value for money?
1: So here we go. This is quite controversial, I think. Ooh. But I would actually say that the Merlin theme parks are some of the best value parks out there. Mm. So
2: there you go. That is very controversial. <laughs> you know,
1: so here's my reasoning. A, the Merlin Annual Pass. Is fantastic value. If you're thinking of going to all the Merlin parks, say you're not interested in Madden Two Swords and the London Eye and stuff, just go into Thorpe, Chessington, Legoland, and Alton Towers. You know, if you do one visit to all of them, then you've more than made your money back on that pass. You then look at your cost of food and stuff there. On average, maybe, you know, eight to £10 for a meal. Parking, again, you know, six to Mm £10. You compare that pricing to what some of the parks over in the USA are charging for food and parking (laughs) and admission, and it can be really, really expensive. So I actually think some of the best value parks are the Merlin parks, and don't get me wrong, like they're not the best theme parks in terms of the theming and rides, but what you get for value for money I think is actually really good, and I'll always stand by the Merlin annual pass and say it's great value, and for anybody looking... visiting multiple parks a year or at least four theme parks that are merlin owned i do recommend the pass i think it's great Mm -hmm. um in terms of in sort of mainland europe for for deals one of the cheaper parks i always find is Porta ventura Mm
0: -hmm. um
1: they do some great deals with hotel and park tickets yeah where you can get some absolutely fantastic offers especially if you bought earlier in the year january february uh you get some really good stuff so port ventura is probably from my experience the, one of the cheaper parks if not the cheapest park to go to in in mainland europe really because uh, of what they offer mm. whereas europa park is one of the more expensive parks yeah. because of the you know the ticket offers and stuff aren't as frequent you know you have to you either buying like a two-day ticket or an annual pass really to justify what you're getting but mm. You know, you've got to also think about your passes that get you into other places. You know, that's all going back to the tips and how to save money. Like your Blackpool Pleasure Beach pass, I bought it in yeah, August last year on sale. It was eighty pounds. With that, you also get a visit, one visit to, you know, Efteling, Fantasyland, Porta Ventura. Like you're saving a lot of money just from that. Mm. Even if you don't want to go to Blackpool Pleasure Beach, like yeah. buy a yeah. Blackpool Pleasure Beach pass because you get entry to these what five or six other parks, you know, it mm. can it can save you a lot of money. And there's quite a few parks that have all teamed together now that are doing them offers, which is which is great.
0: Um now we have some questions about your channel and yourself. Um that UK Coaster Guy says how amazed are you that Theme Park Worldwide has become so huge?
1: Honestly, like I can't thank everybody enough for all the support over the years. And it's crazy to think how it, it grew. Like I say earlier on when we were in the podcast, talking about moving from that old channel to, to Theme Park Worldwide, mm. it was a risk. but. The key to it is, you know, you're always going to get people out there, um, you know, who try to put you down and and put a a bit of a a downer on things. You've got to just keep going for it. And if you enjoy producing that content, it doesn't really matter what other people think. As long as you're enjoying doing it, then people will naturally enjoy it. And you're always going to get a few people that, you know, don't support you. Um, At the end of the day, you're the person that's out there who's going out to the parks, meeting new people and providing entertainment for people that's what youtube is down to it's entertainment so for me you know honestly all the support that people have gave me over the years i really appreciate it i really do and it's about being consistent as well Mm. um like i know i've had friends who've who've run youtube channels and great channels fantastic content but they sort of give up maybe after a few months Mm. or a few weeks you know and they'll, they'll maybe post three videos a week for six weeks fantastic and then they won't post for months and that that's it then isn't it you, you've lost it you've got to mm. if you're doing it and you're passionate about it you've got to keep on doing it so you know again that's my advice to anybody who's starting up channels not just with theme parks but in general if you're committing to doing something you, you've got to keep posting and keep people interested mm-hmm. keep people keep it regular and, and informative and and different as well you, you know you don't want to stay stale you've got to try new things you know it's like me with the theme park news you know I, I do that a lot differently now i've done it the same for years it was about trying something new because you don't want it to become stale mm. and you've got to try new things to to move forward nobody stands still everybody needs to keep moving forward but in terms of everyone's support it really is fantastic and who knows what, what the future is for theme park worldwide hopefully it'll be uh, very Ooh. successful and we'll, we'll keep providing as much content as we can do i'm not you know i'm not about numbers and so i like to just create the content, get it out there. And if people are enjoying it, fantastic. You know, that's the way I see it.
0: Yeah.
2: I definitely echo the uh, consistency thing. Yeah. Like I will purposely, if I have a lot of content, I will purposely hold it back, mm. you know, and, and spread it out further so that there's videos periodically rather than just loads in one go and then Yeah, nothing, that,
1: that's the best you thing know? to do. You know, just spreading things out a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, you've always got something out there to, to, to put on you know um uh, but yeah i think mm. that's where a lot of people lose it really you know it's consistency mm. is key with youtube definitely
2: i've got uh Jamie's asked a very good question are you aware of many theme park worldwide memes look
1: i mean <laughs> of course i am like you know theme <laughs> worldwide, as i mentioned throughout the podcast it's all about having a laugh it's about having a joke you know i see what people are posting and i have a fantastic laugh you know like, I love it and yeah I don't think some people realize you know when I say things in these videos to sort of spark a bit of interest and spark a bit of discussion because I enjoy that you know I like looking at, at it yeah. and what people are saying you know I love to have a bit of a laugh w- with things and I think mm-hmm. some people think you know I'm not up for a laugh uh, which is completely the opposite however you know I think people need to support each other and, and having a laugh is fantastic but there's there's some times out there you know where you've just gotta people need to think hang on a minute you know this has gone the wrong way now and yeah. it's too far let's
0: stop you know and uh, you need to keep it to the banter yeah, level d- I definitely think. you know i'm up for a bit of a
1: laugh bit of banter and that's what it's all about you know uh definitely but the the story is going to be some people that take it too far isn't they but yeah uh, the best thing to do is do what i do and just laugh it off and uh think i'm <laughs> the one out there actually visiting theme parks and having a good time and not being a keyboard warrior yeah. sitting in doing nothing <laughs> that's the
2: way I, see I gotta it. admit some of the uh theme park worldwide memes are just uh, inc- the, the whole ecosystem of your memes about you is incredible like, you know it, like, it's a good
1: laugh and i think people forget sometimes that of course i know what's going on and you know maybe i say things to spark a
0: bit of uh spark
1: a bit of interest mm. you know that's the way i see <laughs> it
0: uh, um we have one final question from lush velvet coasters who says how do you stay so motivated? Your daily wholesome content has been a godsend.
1: Oh, that's really, really nice. What a lovely, <laughs> lovely question. The, the key yes. to it is, is to stay positive with life and it will carry on through to your videos and, and what you put out there. With, with me, I always mm. try, I don't look too far ahead. I don't really have a, a plan for life and where I'm going to be a year from now, Never mind five years from now. So I think, you know, you've got to enjoy what is happening now, the people that are around you, uh, you know, if, if that's what it's all about, you know, focusing on the present, not really the future. Of course, you know, everyone's got to have a little bit of future planning out there, but don't take it too far because I think some people get sort of drawn back thinking, oh, you know, I've got, for example, you know, I mean, I never went to university, you know, or anything, but some people who do, you know, they're they concentrating that much on the university work and stuff and you know which is fantastic that they are but sometimes you just need to hold back and just have a, a chill and concentrate yeah. on now and what's going on around you and in, in your space and I think that that's how I, I stay so positive to be honest I mean you know whether the camera's rolling or not I'm always as positive as I can be with life and I think that's hopefully how it shows across in the in the content as well you know that's what it's mm. i think yeah, it does and, you Definitely. know if people come up and, and see us in the theme park and say hello i like to think i'm exactly the same then as i am sitting at home as filming a video you know um mm. like you know if i'm ever uh down or upset about something i mean it's a very very rare occasion but i'll always bring myself back up and uh you know and, and just share as much positivity as i can you know it's a we're all lucky to do what we do with theme parks and whether you work in the parks or whether you're an enthusiast or on YouTube channels, you know, we're all lucky to know as many great people as we do and people should respect each other and put the content out there they want to, support each other. People want to like different coasters and stuff. That's fine. You know, it's all having a laugh, being friendly and, and that's what it should all be about in my opinion. But uh, no, what, what a lovely question. That was really nice. That stay positive. That's my uh, That's my key advice. There you go
2: we have one final question that we ask every single guest who comes on our podcast okay. the same question you know just to see what they what they uh think if you had to pick one coaster to be your last ride ever what would it be
1: Ooh, that's a good question that, that is a really good question um so you. there's a few contenders but Ooh. it's not it's not gonna be my number one coaster because you gotta think that was more you know only opened two years ago It's one of them that I've only been on it maybe 20 times or something. You know, it's more, it's got to be something that I've been on a lot. So I'm going to. You
2: want a reliable answer. Yeah, I'm going to
1: go with something close to home with this one. So, of (laughs) course, being based near Alton Towers, I'm going to go for Nemesis. Um,
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It was a
1: ride that, as much as the Corkscrew was my first coaster with, with inversions, with Nemesis going on that for the first time. And every time I ride that coaster now, I mean, last year I did 63 rides on it in a day which was crazy. Wow. But, you know, every time I step on that coaster, I'm excited. I walk down that queue line Mm. and go into that station with the music blasting out, and there's nothing else like it. So as much as Nemesis doesn't even come close to a top 10 for me anymore, it would be Nemesis Mm. as my last ride, because it's the coaster out there that I've been on the most amount of times. Like, I've not counted, Mm. but I just know that from riding it so much over the years like the days i've I've done 40 50 rides on it just on an average day sometimes like if i just felt like going up there for the the afternoon and just riding it so nemesis mm -hmm. is is just that coaster and it'd have to be that i don't think there's any other contender thinking about it
2: very wholesome i like that (laughs) you kind of like started with this one and then you're ending with it as well Yeah, Yeah, definitely
1: good old nemesis what a ride
2: what a ride indeed well uh that's it from our scheduled
1: <laughs> you
2: know uh, episode yeah do you want to you know plug your channel a bit of more of course where can people yeah, find you
1: well you can find us on youtube of course theme park worldwide uh, along with that we've got a twitter account at theme park ww instagram and facebook as well just search theme park worldwide and you can uh, find us there also just to add as well you know i've mentioned this a lot throughout the podcast but it's not just theme parks i'm into a lot of other things as well so if you want to get more of a sort of insight into what i get up get up to away from the parks give us a follow Mm. on my other instagram account which is just sean sandbrook um and you can get a bit of an insight into what i get up to outside of the parks there as well so it's definitely worth checking out and also adventure sean which is my second uh, channel on youtube uh, doing a few non-theme park related things on there as well so definitely worth going to check out uh, if you want to see some different stuff away from the parks as well
2: there nice. you go go subscribe follow like all everybody's of you, everybody's probably already subscribed. I, but it, yeah. I will. <laughs> so, you never know, but once you're again, really just true.
1: thank you to everybody who supports the channel. Uh, I do really appreciate it. And you, you know, remember, stay positive, support each other, and everyone have a fantastic time. That was cheesy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs>